0: You ready for this conversation, bro? <laughs> Honestly, no. I thought we were doing the today. Uh, nah, ah, You wanted to skip Irresistible Grace. A... <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: doing all kinds of messed up this morning, so I have no idea how this conversation
0: is going to go. I was like, I should start with, well, what is what is the I? <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is Uh, Welcome to... The Black Top Pulpit by the Church at Sunsites. Uh Today, we're talking about ir- irresistible grace. Uh, okay, so last week we talked about, uh, let's see, T U T U L, limited atonement. <laughs> and, we, and we talked about how people call us heretics on that point. Uh, irresistible grace is even worse than that. <laughs> so I think more people have a problem with irresistible mm-hmm. grace than than limited atonement so we'll see what happens here uh we might talk about free will a little bit bro Uh, so yeah what is it yeah yeah (laughs) so so what is irresistible grace this strange thing called irresistible grace what is that Um, oh there's another term for this one too Okay, the efficacious—the efficacious call of the Holy Spirit. That's too long. Yes, I agree. <laughs> too long. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a,
1: definitely definitely too big of a mouthful. I was going to say when when you're saying this one's controversial, I, I I wonder how many people like have a have a good grip on this one though. Irresistible grace. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm going to fumble over my words a little bit because my mind's in a hundred different places right now. But I, I think the, the 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 central idea of irresistible grace is um, first we acknowledge that that salvation, like with all these doctrines of grace, salvation belongs to God, and Amen. the the reality um, when we read the scriptures is that there is a, a required response. Um, to the gospel, and when we talk about the the, the, the prior doctrines that we, we mentioned, um, you know, total depravity, uh, uh, unconditional election, um, limited atonement—like this—is this all God's working and saving people. Now. None of it is of us. But then we see that we need to respond to the gospel. Um, this is just fitting the response that we have. Um, in line with the timing of, of how God saves you. so so we realize that um, we are we are uh, called from before the foundations of the world. You know God has chosen us mm-hmm. um, to to be His people. Um, and then when we are awakened, you know reborn, um, the Spirit gives us life from death. Uh, it's the response that follows, that new life, and that we will not, uh, the irresistible part of God's grace and his call um, to salvation is that we will not reject that with our new life that we've been given. Right. Mouthful, just like your uh, other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I was uh, talking with my father in law, uh, this has been some time back. He, he classifies himself as a, a 3.7 point Calvinist, something like that. No such thing <laughs> uh, yeah um but this is this is one of the points that he kind of descends on. he's like irresistible grace no people mm-hmm. resist the grace of God every day, uh, which I agree with that uh, absolutely people resist sure. the grace of God every day uh people are people hear the gospel, people are invited into salvation, and they do reject it. Uh, we're not saying that doesn't happen. Uh, people hear the gospel every day and reject it um and Christians, people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, or who have been given faith to place in Jesus Christ, right? Um, mm-hmm. They they become what some people call, you know, backslidden for a time before returning to before returning to the body of believers, before returning to the church. Uh, uh, Christians sin too, uh, and so those on those points, he says, uh, you know, that's that's kind of why I have an issue with irresistible grace because people Mm -hmm. even christians seem to resist the grace of god in some way uh and i hope during this episode we get to address those concerns because i i would agree with all of those observations uh people do seem to resist the grace of god every day even christians uh which that's why so many people have a problem with irresistible grace because they're like but wait uh christians sin too uh, but wait some christians are like living in sin um and before they're brought back to the church and, and isn't there a thing isn't apostasy like a real thing don't people leave the faith and and people reject the gospel every day uh, so uh, in that sense uh like if you're just thinking about flatline grace uh it does seem to does seem to be that Grace is resistible because people resist it. Mm. Uh, so, uh, what do you think about that? I, I mean, I have my thoughts, but I want to hear—I want to hear your thoughts first. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I, I think that an important thing to distinguish is the
1: the people that are resisting. So, when 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 this doctrine is in mind, it definitely doesn't encompass all. All of creation, all people of all times. So the idea of resisting God's grace is is in the context of uh, the people of God, the, the people who are given a new life. So can can Joe Atheist down the road resist God's grace? Of, of course he does. He he is dead. He hates God, and he doesn't want to be any part of the light that God is. So so when it comes to the reality that God is good and all the things that he has given is good. And, and you look among creation, just like Paul says, and like uh, creation testifies the reality of God. And you suppress that knowledge. Um, we do in our nature. We, 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 we suppress it. We resist um, uh, the goodness of God and the people that don't, and we would say can't in this doctrine are the people who are given new, new life. Uh, and able to see
0: that glory and that goodness and that mercy of god yeah Yeah. um this doctrine is what the letter i in tulip which means you have t-u-l you have you have three doctrines that precede this upon which this doctrine is based Mm -hmm. right Uh, this doctrine is not isolated from those so if people are totally depraved uh, unable to come to god on their own god has to bring us to himself people are totally depraved um and election is unconditional like god doesn't depend on our works or our our will to save us but only upon the finished work of of a son jesus christ and his choosing and atonement is limited like jesus didn't die to atone for all people but those who whom he did atone for it is effective it's it's done the work is complete jesus said from the cross it is finished then it must be the case logically speaking it must be the case that all of those for whom christ atoned for are called and that none of those will reject that calling none of those christ has atoned for will reject that calling and that's what irresistible grace is and you talked about it being the the response. So this doctrine it builds on the others. If we accept total depravity mm-hmm. and unconditional election and limited atonement, irresistible grace is that's just the the logical follow up. Um, it's the response to everything that God has that God has done. Um, and I also think it's important for us to distinguish again between common grace and particular grace. Um, no one resists God's particular grace. That's His choosing of His people. For himself, all of those who are called come to him. That's his particular grace. That's how it works. But his common Mm -hmm. grace. Now this is a different story because Christians do sin, right? Um, Our opportunity to come out of sin and to walk in the faith. That's that's common grace. Everybody can practice self discipline. That's common grace. Uh, Everybody can exercise decisions of the human will. Uh, That's common grace. Uh, We can, we do desire stuff and we can follow through with, with, the with those desires. Um, as much as, you know, we are able with the means that we are, we are given, we, we, we have that opportunity that's common grace. We, We can walk outside and look at the beautiful mountains and see the stars and gaze in and wonder at the, at the design of the cosmos that's common grace we can enjoy uh, enjoy a glass of wine and and food and uh, that's that's common grace we can enjoy the work that we do and uh, and make ourselves useful to society that's common grace uh, people everywhere within every religious viewpoint uh, people of every world view uh, people in every local church whether saved or not experience god's common grace and many people still reject God and still resist God. So, so common grace, and it doesn't even make sense that common grace is is irresistible um, because it's, it's just God's gift to all people. Um, it's not something you resist or not. It's just common grace, God's gift to all people. Um, but His particular grace. Now, if He if He chooses a people for Himself, all those for whom Christ makes atonement are saved, and he calls them to himself and will respond to that calling, his particular grace is irresistible. And that's the kind of grace we're talking about here. That's why some people want to uh, call this the efficacious call of the Holy Spirit, even though that's really long and doesn't fit in the, <laughs> doesn't fit in two limits. You know, as a yeah, um, but that's, I, I really think it's important to distinguish between common grace and particular grace right there
1: yeah certainly yeah I was just reading as you are talking um Acts 751 and you yeah Paul looking, uh, saying you stiff necked people
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> is that how he said uncircumcised
1: it uncircumcised that... <laughs> you, you gotta love it right just, just straight to the point <laughs> uh you loving you don't you don't have the, the love and joy of the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah um, you stiff that people uncircumcised <laughs> in heart and ears you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you and that's exactly um, yeah that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, that's the, it. The, the, the the people who have hardened hearts and uh, don't know the Lord um, you know they they are partakers uh, And and like you said, God's general grace, but, um, they don't, they don't respond to the truth, which they have. And, and that's, that's this, an uncircumcised heart that Paul talks about. You know, you don't have ears to hear, um, as we bring up, as is also very fitting And here, we've brought it up multiple times. It seems to interweave, uh, through all these doctrines that, 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 uh, work of jesus when he says you know my, my sheep hear my voice you know that's the same type of calling and mm-hmm. um will they maybe come to him no it's like they they will come to him If you know that paul is addressing these people you don't have ears ears to hear your your ears are uncircumcised as well as your heart and they won't hear, hear jesus and come to him um, And that's a differentiation between the two people and again if you want to Posture in a way that says, well, we can resist God's grace. I mean, you do need to look at the person of Jesus as well when he says something like that, because you would have to say, no, they won't necessarily all come to him. But he says very clearly without uh, uh, uncertainty. They they will hear me. They will come to me. I will give them eternal life. Um, There's no question about who's in mind there.
0: Uh, so irresistible grace, like this is, this is the good news of salvation. <laughs> mm. Like this, this is the good news. This is the good part of that news. <laughs> like God, God saves. Yeah, God saves us despite our sin, and despite our unrighteous nature even though we choose by our wills to rebel against him. Like, that's the whole work of salvation, uh, irresistible grace. That's the good news part of this. Like, despite me, despite the fact that I didn't seek God, he's seeking me. Like, that's that's cool. Like, why would you want, I don't know why anybody would want to reject this doctrine, because this is, this is the good news part of the gospel for us, and as the gospel applies to us. This is it. Uh, There is no other means, uh, you know, when we embrace irresistible grace, it means there's no other means by which people can be saved, but in Christ. Um, People who reject irresistible grace, most of them still teach that, which is, that's irresistible grace, right? No other means by which people can be saved, but in Christ. When Jesus calls, his sheep do hear his voice and follow, which is what you were talking about. Um, If we claim that God's particular grace is resistible, we insinuate that salvation is in us rather than in Christ, mm-hmm. which is a dangerous, dangerous place to be.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very huge uh, point that definitely doesn't want to be missed
0: here. <laughs> right. Um, um, but most people, I think, like my like my father-in-law who re- kind of rejects irresistible grace, he does it based on a, a misdefinition of the doctrine, right? So, okay. mo- so we need to be careful about that too because some people, they don't understand what the doctrine is. And because they misunderstand the doctrine, they reject it on on those grounds. Like, well, of course people... Uh, resist God's grace, but they're talking about God's common grace, and so they reject the doctrine based on that. But they would still right, affirm. Right. They would still affirm. No, salvation is in Christ alone. No, Christ effectually calls His people, and the Holy Spirit effectually regenerates the heart. They would still affirm those things, but they reject irresistible grace. Um, because it's been misdefined or misrepresented, and they reject Calvinism overall because they misperceive what Calvinism is. Right. So we need to be careful about that and just understand that just because somebody says, no, I'm not a Calvinist, doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're actually not a Calvinist. They might still be a Calvinist. They just don't really know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of
1: people are Calvinists that don't know what it means. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, I, I hear a, a, another passage in Acts that I think um, really, really fits well with this doctrine. Yeah. Um, and it's warned against, and it's in Acts thirteen. It, it reads, "As many were appointed to eternal life, believed."
2: hmm
1: That's it. That's that's the full that's the full uh, verse um, in Acts thirteen forty-eight. Yeah. As many were appointed to eternal life, believed. So there's the appointing, and then what was the response to that? It was belief, you know, and, and, and yeah, that's, that I think is a a good a good passage to
0: look at. Yeah, I I have that passage written down, and the other passage you went to, I had that written down too. Here, uh, you just you just keep stealing my thunder, bro. That's <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's a good thing. I mean, what I'm saying, very true. Well,
0: let me go to the Gospel of John, if that's okay. <laughs> You keep reading the Bible. I want to read the Bible too. Darn it. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. So uh, here's another doctrine on which we could go to John chapter three, right? John chapter three, verses three through eight. Uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus. Jesus is teaching Nicodemus about salvation, entering the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. and The Spirit does what the Spirit wants. And when the Spirit chooses to born somebody again, <laughs> if I can put it that way, when the Spirit chooses to born somebody <laughs> again, that person is born of Spirit. There's no going back. You're born. You're born. You have no control over that. The Holy Spirit does. And despite the fact that we don't seek after God, flesh is flesh. The Spirit does what the Spirit wants. The Spirit borns people again. And those who are born of Spirit, now they are Spirit. Now that's how the system works. Those are the people who believe. And then John. And is is John the <laughs> The Apostle is... Is he our favorite Calvinist? I think he might be my favorite Calvinist. That... <laughs> it's gotta be right up there, yeah. Absolutely. You know, John chapter all ten
1: of, all oh, of the other apostles.
0: All of the apostles, yeah. That's what it's... <laughs> of course at, course of course at that point it's it's not Calvinism, it's just basic Christianity. Yeah. So it yeah, absolutely is. All right. John chapter ten verses twenty four through thirty. The Jews gathered around Jesus and were saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? Ah, Jesus didn't do that, did he? (laughs) How how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you (laughs) and you do not believe the works that I do. And my father's name, these testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. You do not believe because you are not of my sheep. There it is. My sheep... Again. (laughs) Yeah. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So in order to even hear the voice of Christ and recognize it, you have to already be of his fold. You have to already be a sheep. If you're not of his fold, if you're not one of his sheep you won't recognize His voice and you won't believe Him even though He tells us plainly. So my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them. All of them, all of them who are identified as His sheep and who hear His voice, all of them receive eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Not even themselves, right? My Father... Who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one and then in the next verse, the Jews take up rocks and plan to stone Jesus because of that mm-hmm. teaching because Jesus was teaching irresistible grace right here, they planned to stone him. it is just like when Jesus taught about limited atonement and unconditional election when Jesus taught about those. People tried to kill him. People stopped following him. Uh, but it's good news. Like, why do people react to good news that way? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's a thing. That, like, this is so beautiful, like, and encouraging because this is this is encompassed in in the same reality um, that we we mentioned, I think, just briefly uh, the last last week. Um, if. If you really truly desire God, like you don't need to sit and like like wrestle over. And I know people that really struggle with this. Like they mm-hmm. they feel like they're reprobate, um, but uh-huh. they really desire Jesus, and they, they they keep screwing up. Like you're saying, like we're all sinners. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God for His grace, because yeah. we would completely fail a mm-hmm. hundred times over if any of this were dependent on us and our works. And it's not. And then if we have this uh, a, a, a true desire, and I'm not talking about like Jesus mentioned the parable of the sower. You know, I'm not talking about different grounds that that, that the seeds are planted. That you have this initial desire. Oh, that sounds great, Christianity. This, this is kind of a cool thing. You know, like I'm not talking about a, a different. soil. I'm talking about you're you're among um, the the people who have a have a continued heart heart love for Jesus. It doesn't matter um, um, what what is what you do. As far as um, where you fail, mm. if you truly love Jesus, he, you are His because He enables you to hear, He enables you to know Him, and you will come. and And the people who, um, people would not. I'm thinking of a bit, I, I better way to to word this.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, keep keep going I'm gonna stand up and get some coffee just so our listeners know yeah. I, I drink coffee during the show <laughs> lots of
1: lots of coffee
0: um,
1: no I, I people people um, do not um, know the true Jesus and um, see see I, I I'm thinking of an example and I'm, I'm really having trouble getting this out i here, here's, here's what I'm thinking of I'll have to put an example for him um, there are there are people who have made for themselves an, uh, an idolatrous Jesus mm-hmm. uh, It's not the biblical Jesus and, and that's that's the one uh, that they they follow they have mm-hmm. made this uh, a, a idea of Jesus in whatever type of idolatrous way it's it's not the biblical Jesus um, and like Paul and it was Paul right, that talks about there being many Jesus. Um, and and many many gods, uh, butchering that as well. <laughs> um, but that's where.
0: Was that have was that was that, reasons, we'll, we'll that. that was that in Hebrews? And we'll pursue that. Was that was that in Hebrews? I think I think that might be in Hebrews. I'm I'm not totally convinced that Paul wrote Hebrews. But the, but it is my current opinion that he did. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just,
0: I'm trying to find it as we're talking.
1: That'll just get me real distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure where it was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know I didn't do a great job expressing that last that last thought of mine. It's still it's still trapped in my head. Um, I have maybe I have
0: come plenty of words in a minute. I <laughs> I have plenty of thoughts like that. That's... <laughs> I, I, I try not to let them out until I work them out. It's the <laughs> or or sometimes right. like no or sometimes okay. I'll have like all the thoughts like locked in my head and they're going in a hundred different directions and and I'll ask a probing question on Facebook and people are like, "What do you think?" and I'm like, "I really, I really have no idea. I, I just wanted to ask the question to see where everybody else was on this, <laughs> right?" You know. Yeah sometimes i'll do that during bible yeah, study totally. too and somebody say well what do you think pastor and i'll be like i don't know on that one i gotta i'm still working it out it's a, <laughs> like a revelation study yeah, that... like the, the all millennial, post-millennial viewpoint and me trying to work it out and trying to consider like all the different premillennial views at the same time which there are three of those i mm-hmm. know about so it's oh man crazy uh so yeah i'm still trying to land at that describes most of my theology, I think. Still trying to land. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to land somewhere.
1: <laughs> and that's totally good and okay. Too many people they, like they think that if if you if you speak with a, a little uncertainty or something, don't have everything figured out, you just don't don't know what you're talking about. There's oh man, no, God, God is so pe- people who pretend. Us.
0: Yeah, pe- people who pretend to have everything nailed down. I'm I am convinced that they're actually not that intelligent because they're trying way too hard to stand on their intelligence. It's like, you don't have to mm. do that. Just be sincere, man. Just be sincere. You'll learn a lot more. You'll be better for it. It's good. It's good. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, here's a question. Uh, this is one of those devil's advocate questions. <laughs> if, Here we go. If oh, Grace... <laughs> If grace is irresistible, what's the point in working out the faith at all? Why not just chill, hang loose, and take it easy, and and, uh, let Christ drive, and we're just along for the ride, and just enjoy your life? Why why not take that attitude? Uh, Why actually try to live as Christians if grace is irresistible? That's a, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> did, you, did you Google that one? <laughs> no, no. That, that's a question I had. I was like, I wonder what Scripture says about this. You know, I'm always, internally, when I'm about to have a discussion, I always argue against myself and ask the questions that I would ask from that perspective. So this this is one of the yeah. questions I would ask from the other perspective. It's a, it's, a,
1: it's a great question and a good thing for everyone to mull over. Um, and and I, think, I think anyone who... Really belongs to the Lord. Would be able to answer this in some way or form. Maybe not articulate it perfectly, but but they would have a very easy answer to this. And that's I love, love Jesus. Um, yeah. Just so, just so. Um, the the pursuit of, of of Jesus is is the working out of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we we love Him. We desire to be like Him. Uh, we are encouraged and overjoyed by his mercy and grace in their lives and showing us the truth. And the truth is so desirable for us that we, we constantly uh, pursue it in mm-hmm. our regenerate beings. Um, uh, there, it, 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 all boils down to just, we, we want to, we want to be like Jesus because he has given us that, that new life and a new heart to want to pursue him, mm-hmm. which he does.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I thought of Philippians chapter two verse twelve. Yeah, I saw Kathy like sneaking around back there. She was she <laughs> she's she she like a ninja, man. She like she grabbed the vacuum cleaner and like woo, like just like a ninja. Oh, no, it was, that, uh, that was awesome, man. Like did a kid himself or something. Yeah, here. I I thought of Philippians chapter two verse twelve. And this is Paul writing to the church at philippi so then my beloved just as you always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling this is active Uh, this is an imperative like work out your faith this is the responsibility of the christian work out your faith verse 13 for or because this is why you work out your salvation with fear and trembling Because it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. So our active role in this, we have an active role. We work out salvation with fear and with trembling because God has worked in us. Because God is working and willing within us for His own good pleasure, Um, and you know, if we are brought to love God, then like a like a son who loves his father wants to go above and beyond to please his father, we want to please our father, who is God. Like this, that's our desire now. We have a new heart. We have a new mind. Uh, We want to please Him. So we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, doing all things without grumbling or disputing, because. It is God who is at work in us, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Um, that changes our motivation. We're not working for our own pleasure anymore. It's it's all about all about Him.
1: Yeah. I think you're also starting to slide into the P for for next week.
0: <laughs> yes, I don't want to get too far into that right now. There's, no no. Uh, perseverance of so the no. saints. Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah.
1: I love how these all are. We like doing this this um, this few weeks uh, of these conversations has just reminded me how much these passages all just intertwine. Like it's mm-hmm. they're they're not very uh, separate and
0: far apart from no. each other. When no. we when we yeah, there's so much these things. so much overlap. Um, none of these doctrines exist in isolation, which strengthens them. You know, uh, one depends on the other, depends on the other, depends on the other. Uh, And that's, that's how all doctrine is. And that's everything we believe is like that. Um, If, if we have a belief that is isolated from our other beliefs, and we kind of segment our beliefs like that, it's more likely that that we can be, it's more likely that we can be wrong. But if there's a coherence, Mm. then it's more likely that we are correct in our thinking and in our doctrine, which is good. Uh, but coherence is not the only thing that matters. Uh, it needs to also correspond to reality for us to be correct. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Um, the the thing I was thinking of here in the, in these passages, and again, not maybe just giving a a, a little uh, nudge to what ne- next week's going to be a little bit more about. But uh, a lot of people don't. I, I I think think through the reality that um, you. Your salvation is lifelong. Like the, the working out of your salvation is is from until your death, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, the the interesting thing is about this is you can talk in the past tense. I am, I have been saved, um, and then you also talk in the future sense, and I am being saved, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and that's where it's an, an important for us to again uh, know how we're speaking because both are true. We are safe past tense because, uh, because God's choice and 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 knowing that his, this with certainty that you will um, accomplish that in us, yeah. um, and then we know that its future as well as like throughout our whole life we are being saved and um, it, it, that whole idea that a lot of people like wrestle over and um, as far as uh, see I'm dipping too far into next week <laughs> um, you, you yeah. do yeah. Yeah, you do. You do have to. You do have to um, believe. Uh, remain a believer throughout your life, um, and not die in unbelief. Uh, right. In yeah. order to be saved, but that's that's where that's where next week's coming along. Yeah. But that's I was right. thinking of that when you're reading this passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, irresistible grace too. Like, um, it means we don't have to constantly question our salvation. Right. Right. And we don't have to be like, oh, I feel like a terrible Christian today, so God must not love me. Or I'm really Mm. questioning my faith today, which is really popular when people grow up the way I did under the evangelistic message that I grew up under. Right. It was this, hey, uh, everybody is invited to come and receive Jesus, which everybody is invited. Now, grant that. Yeah, everybody's invited. Right. Everybody's invited to come. So you must come and you must pray a prayer, and you must turn your life around and live for Jesus, like, and then when we fail, we feel like, oh I 'm a terrible Christian. I'm, what if i 'm not saved? What if i don't really know christ i didn 't really feel the spirit today. what if i 'm not saved um, that mm. question that, does, that question doesn't make any sense in light of the correct gospel you know
1: right, which is one of the many reasons these doctrines are so. Unbelievably encouraging. Yeah. Um, That's why, I, why we call
0: them the I, I, doctrines I of up. grace. <laughs> yes. I
1: mean, I wake up in the morning just like um, simple praises to the Lord, just knowing that that uh, nothing nothing is dependent on me. Yeah. Um, but that brings me joy. And, and knowing that I get to wake up today knowing that he's got me, you know, and, and he's it. not going to let go. Um, and when I screw up and, you know, I'm, I'm unloving to my kids, uh, have a, have a bad attitude and don't, don't, uh, reflect the father well to them, mm-hmm. you know, that, that God's grace, you know, he's using it. He's working it out in my life. He's working it out in their lives. It has, you know, I don't have to worry about that being a Southern issue. It's, it, it's as far as being lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it is me being saved in a way that He's working out, um, uh, to sanctify me. Um, and my kids, yeah. But yeah, that's that. That's a that's a joyful, uh, a joyful reality. And 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 when, when I think when I be, began to understand uh, this this Calvinistic uh, theology, robust theology, the 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 cage stage that a lot of people get into, <laughs> um, it's it's it, it's also it, it's just because it's so exciting and uh-huh. eye opening and true yeah. and and you you just. Um, you you want to just (laughs) nail into people's faces because it's like you don't realize how bad you need (laughs) this. Yeah, and that's where I think that's motivated Uh motivated from.
0: Yeah. So our so our listeners know like what cage stage is. That's when (laughs) that's when somebody somebody becomes enlightened and so convinced of a doctrine or a belief that they feel they must convert everybody else to that system. And okay. they get really passionate about it because this is real okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it like really infects the heart. And, and, uh, so they get really passionate about it. And, uh, so passionate that they ought to be locked in a cage for a couple months to cool off because they'll, <laughs> they'll end up just uh, hating people and thinking everybody else is going to hell or, or making enemies rather than <laughs> rather than practicing grace so that's what cage stage is you gotta be locked in a cage because you're so dogmatic about this <laughs> yeah
1: if you are new, new to Calvinism read through James and just you know take a good stogie and, and sit back and, and kind of just <laughs> marinate out a <of> word <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, it is possible to uh, get involved too early in uh, in trying to uh, trying to persuade people. It, that is possible. Uh, I know because I did it. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So irresistible grace is not a statement about human ability, but God's promise to save all those He has called chosen for salvation. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally pretty, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we've probably sufficiently covered what irresistible grace is. Um, of course, there are many, many passages of Scripture about it. Uh, if any of our listeners want to investigate it further, uh, some passages we did not read: First uh, John chapter five verse four, Second Timothy chapter two verses twenty-five and twenty-six, Romans eight twenty-eight through thirty. Hebrews 9:15, Isaiah 55:11, John 3:27, Romans 9:16, oh look James, James chapter 1 verse 18. So, yeah, uh if you if you're if you want to read up more on this, really think about it. I we encourage you to think about it. Don't just take our word on it, man. Go to the Bible. Uh we believe the Bible affirms what we're saying, so go to the Bible. We want you to. We want you to do that. We don't just want you to take our word on this. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, when when uh, one other thing I'm thinking of is uh, evangelism and this work work of God and, and His grace being irresistible, as we you know derive this doctrine from the Scriptures. Um, we we don't need to think of any like really. Weird or uh, humanistic persuasions to get people to believe in the gospel. Um, this is this is another doctrine that just encourages in evangelism the idea of just speak the truth that we read in the gospel, and people who hear it um, without any type of uh, trendy evangelistic techniques or or seeker sensitive churches like okay. preach the gospel and the people that belong to god will come that's it that's yeah just preach the truth don't put our humanistic you know creativity into trying to and you know trick people into coming
0: right yeah there's there's nothing wrong with having evangelistic events and and having good music and and being artistic in our presentation, uh, our God created a beautiful world when we do beautiful things it honors him. But be sure that's the motivation and not, hey, let's trick people into coming to church. Like, no, right. uh, you have those cool evangelistic events. Great. Preach a correct gospel. Give a proper gospel invitation. Not one of those like pray this prayer. No, give a give a good gospel presentation. Like tell people what God is actually doing. And those who have ears to hear, They will hear, and they will come into the kingdom, and guess what? The church will grow. That's how we share the gospel. That's That's right. That's it. Um, Let's bring this down to the blacktop. We kind of already started doing that, but I have to get the word blacktop in there. Let's let's bring this down to the blacktop. Uh, What irresistible grace means for life and ministry First and foremost, it means I cannot boast in my own religion. I cannot boast in my own salvation. I cannot boast in my own theology. I cannot boast in my own ecclesiology. If you want me to say that in English, it's churchology. I cannot boast in my own churchology. Um, It means because I cannot boast like cage stage Calvinism, which we already mentioned, or any other dogmatic way of teaching fails to apply the doctrines of grace to life and ministry. Uh, I mentioned on Sunday during the sermon, like hellfire and brimstone style messages are not really biblical, you know? Um, And somebody, uh, there was one person who took that to mean, you don't believe we should be teaching about hell? (laughs) Not what I said. (laughs) No, I... I, So easy to get taken...
1: Miss Anderson, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so easy. People hear what they want to hear, I guess. Uh, But no, we do teach about hell. Hell is real, but we don't. Well, we don't tell people about hell in a hellfire and brimstone style manner, like some of the old evangelists did. Uh, Our goal is not to scare the hell out of people. Our goal is to (laughs) gracefully teach people about the forgiveness of Christ, and and (laughs) they accept forgiveness. And uh, they receive Jesus. It's not about getting out of hell. It's about being with Jesus. Hell is a real place. But if that's our focus, we have idolatrized hell. And that's a dangerous place to be too. Right.
1: Right, And that's even another uh, argument over topic is like uh, you definitely need to understand uh, our condemnation before a holy God. Mm. Uh, but but the the important truth of that is like you you can't be scared um, into God's arms. <laughs> no, it doesn't you work. You don't run to Jesus because you don't want to die. Yeah. You don't want hell. There
0: was a there was a generation of Americans who responded to the hellfire and brimstone message, and right. and out of that was born the the prosperity gospel movement in the United States. Like that's what it led to. Um, No, we, we want people to know who God is. That is our first priority. And that means teaching about the reality of sin and, and hell and condemnation, but in a way that leads people to Christ alone, not in a way that leads people to, Oh, well, I need to stay away from hell.
1: Hey, and that is another Jesus, which I found the passage
0: It's in 2 Corinthians 11. Before. There you go. Read it, read it, read it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I so distracted, but yeah. uh, for, for if a person comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we did not preach, or or you receive a different spirit, uh, which you had not received, or a different gospel, which you had not accepted, you put up. With it splendidly, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, or or in the ESV, you put up with it readily enough. Um, Yeah, this is this is a a good passage to go to that Paul acknowledges. Like there, there are many different types of Jesus preached to a a people, and we see that very, very evidently even today. uh, More even more so today. I I would venture to say as you see these different Jesuses proclaimed people and a lot of them are very palatable, um, mm-hmm. and non-offensive, yeah. um, and, and easy to accept. And then, or, or like you just mentioned, like the, the prosperity movement, like this Jesus, that's going to, you know, bless your home and family in a way that, you know, makes you, keeps you healthy all the time. You're not going to get sick. You're going to have lots of money and a great job and, and all this stuff. And yeah, that, that's another Jesus that that Paul
0: already mentioned uh, yeah. that Jesus doesn't save, uh, right? Or the um, last year, uh, this came up as a hot topic in our culture overall, right? Uh, why why do we depict some Jesus who you know has, he has his blessing fingers out, he stands contraposto, and he is and he <laughs> is white, and he you know he has a big heart right here and. Like Mm -hmm. that is a, that's a different Jesus, homeboy, Jesus, uh, Western Jesus with a, with a lever action, you know, people present Jesus to be so many things. And I think it'd be cool if Jesus was a cowboy with a lever action. You know, I I look forward to, (laughs) I I look, I look forward to shooting a Henry with Jesus one day like that. That's going to be awesome. But, uh, but that's not the picture of Jesus we receive in scripture, right? Jesus Jesus is a Middle Eastern man who was incarnate. He didn't begin to exist when he was born. He was incarnate into a Middle Eastern male body, and he lived for 30 or so years on earth, fulfilling all righteousness, revealing God the Father, and dying on the cross as a substitutionary atonement for our sins. So that... So that he could effectually call us, and that's irresistible grace. Like that's who Jesus is. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it'll be awesome to shoot a Henry one day with Jesus. That'd be. Mm, sweet. <laughs>
1: that, that sounds fun. I'll be there with you. Yeah, all right. It's a little
0: target so, practice with the Lord. Our, our whole church might be there, man. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> no, are we, are we gonna be shooting perfectly? <laughs> I see. That's, 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 that's one of those things I'm like, I haven't landed yet. I, I don't know what it means that we will be perfect. <laughs> like, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, to have perfect knowledge, what does that even mean? Like, does it mean our facilities are made perfect and we are able to learn and we are sincere and honest about what we know and don't know? Uh, or does it mean like we are granted all knowledge? Like, I, I mean, I have my opinions, but I haven't landed yet. That's a, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> oh, but man. when you know, you'll know. When I know, know, you know. I'll, yeah, <laughs> or will I? That's right. Uh, all right, here's another point. If we assume that we have a really close relationship with Jesus, if we assume that we know his word really well, or if we are haughty, this would be cage stage Calvinism, right? Or if we are haughty in our doctrine. We should know that these attitudes are sign of spiritual immaturity, not spiritual maturity. What do you think about that statement? Mm. I think
1: um, another passage in Corinthians comes to mind. Um, knowledge puffs up, while love builds up. Mm, yeah. First uh, Corinthians eight one. Yeah. And th- I, I I think this is. No, I know this is why this is another just beautiful uh, reality about the doctrines of grace is they they're humbling mm-hmm. and we do acknowledge that that is knowledge um, um, but there is a there's a, a work that in putting putting too, too much of this or in, no any of it in ourselves the knowledge that comes from God, um, could make us boast in a way that we shouldn't because we we don't um, we didn't do any of it right so the knowledge the knowledge of God should humble us if it's a, if it's true knowledge and we're receiving it with the ears that God gave us and the love that we respond to is because you know God loved us and that knowledge that he loved us now we turn around and love others mm.
0: Um, yeah, here are a couple of things for people to think about. Those who say, or those who assume that they have a, a really close relationship with Jesus. And I hear this, I have a really close relationship with Jesus. And usually it's people who aren't, who, who aren't even in church, right? I have a really close relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. Listen to this. God is holy. He comes near to us, not us to him. We cannot rise to his level. He must condescend to us. That's how close you are to Jesus, That's how close your relationship is with Mm. Jesus. You can't even get to him, right? Psalm 92.5 says, How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are, and the New American Standard says, very deep. Some other translations say, unsearchable. Mm. Romans 11.33, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways! Uh, you think you say you're close to God that what that communicates to me is you have no idea who God is because he is unsearchable. Uh, you cannot get close to God. He must condescend to you. Um, which means none of us have a close relationship with Jesus. Like, uh, no, he comes to us. We we can't get to him. He must come to us. Oh, that sounds like total depravity. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah sure does uh, another, another passage of Matthew fifteen eight. Um this people honors me with their lips but their heart is far from
0: me mm-hmm. oh man yeah, they're, they're, you, you stole my thunder that's again my <laughs> oh, did I take another one you took another one man what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have the Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I have that listed yeah, under like like those who get like haughty about their doctrine, that's the verse I had listed there. Like doctrine is good, but it easily becomes an idol. Um don't honor God with your lips, but let your heart be far from him. That's doctrine can do that. Um in churches that are
2: mm-hmm.
0: really doctrinal churches, which our church is a doctrinal church, it's really easy for that to become an idol. Really easy for that to take our attention mm-hmm. off Christ. We have to be careful about that. And then those who say yeah, any, oh, any, go ahead. any
1: knowledge um, of the scriptures, uh, uh, there, there seems to be a risk of that, you know, because when, when people know less than you and, and there will always be people in your life that know less than you and, and hopefully there will always be people in your life that know more than mm-hmm. you. Um, but the people that uh, know less than you, it's you, you start rattling off whether it's you know, Bible verses and uh, history and, and all these things. Um, Again, this is why love builds up. If you if you love these people, like you're not going to want to crush them. You're going to want to you're yeah. going to want them to be like you. Yeah, um, you, You're going to want them to be able to uh, be more knowledgeable than yeah. you. That's what your pursuit will be in love. It's like it's like I want you to know Jesus like I do, mm-hmm. and, and that's what that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And then and then these passages in Matthew, um, there are people, as we we've seen in many passages actually that that. Talk about Jesus in a way that they act like they know him and they don't. I and mean, yeah. that's, that's a really, um, really important reality for a lot of people to acknowledge, yeah. especially because, man, it just some of the things that could motivate us to do wrong is when, when people uh, defame the name of Jesus, uh, when they're uh, claiming to be of the church. Yeah. And my oh my, is our day to day. Very, very applicable when you talk about blacktop. <laughs> it's like, the uh, the people that are professing Jesus and just not mm-hmm. um, are resembling him well to to looking world are not reflecting his character yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm um, uh, and, and I could get into that, but then we'll probably start getting a lot of hate now.
0: <laughs> and we'll go over our time, which we're quickly approaching. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the uh, that just brings me to to the next point too, like. Um, usually the people who are really nitpicky about sermons, usually that's because they're insecure or immature in the faith. Right. Um, those people who say, I know the Bible really well. Look, I, I think I'm a pretty knowledgeable person and I will tell you, I don't, I don't feel like I know very much about the Bible. Right. Um, somebody who says, yeah, I know the Bible really well. Um, god's word is infinitely deep and the more we understand the more questions we have that's what i feel like and then i was like well does scripture confirm that can you guess that it does (laughs) job oh man how often do we go to the book of job job chapter 11 verse 7 can you discover the depths of god can you discover the limits of the almighty the answer is no he has none. His word is limitless. You can't discover the depths of the Bible. You, you get deeper in the word, and you discover that there are greater depths than you could see before. It's that's how the word of God works. Um, and then finally, like because I cannot boast, I am free to treat others with dignity and equity, no matter their sins and no matter their worldviews. Like this is the most important thing about irresistible grace. Like if I cannot boast. If it was not me who came, but Christ who called me and the Holy Spirit who drew me to salvation, into the, I can't boast about that. I'm free mm-hmm. to treat others with dignity and equity, no matter their sins or worldviews, understanding that it's the Holy Spirit's work to effectually call the flock of God to salvation, into the kingdom of heaven. This enables me to reason with people sincerely rather than dogmatically. And it enables me to show more grace toward immature Christians, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, that's that's wonderful. Um, so, you want to know the difference between a, a real Christian and a not real Christian? Uh, uh, that's it. Uh, irresistible grace has everything to do with um, true Christianity or not. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, I find it important to talk about the... the... Negative aspects, or the, the wrong, the wrong-headed inter, uh, interpretation of this reality. Um, yeah, God is just like, like you said, Joe Can can you find out the deep things of God? Like so beyond our ways. But then people will take that and they'll turn around and they'll say, um, "Well, there's." Like we just gotta love everyone because there's just like I just don't understand everything and we just gotta love, just love and and let you know, God, let God did, sort of at the end.
0: Yeah, God didn't say don't um, try. He wants us to know Him more. Right. He didn't yeah. say don't try. Exactly. He just said you won't be able to get there because God's infinite. It's just understand that. Yeah. Try. And I think that do it humbly.
1: That's pro- yeah, yeah. That's that's probably an important thing to realize why God gave us what He did. Mm-hmm. Um, to understand you know the, the the word he has given us and it is like we get into it and it is just so deep and it keeps going and one layer we pull back mm-hmm. it's like oh my goodness like he just is so beyond me yeah uh, but all of the truth that you reveal or that he has revealed is true and and what has been said and spoken of him will remain consistent no matter how deep it gets mm-hmm. um how unsearchable his ways they're consistent and unchanging and that, I think, is a really important reality for for us to, to affirm is what knowledge is
0: there for us to know um, yeah. is true and consistent and, and can be known. Yeah. yeah, I said it on a previous episode, uh, but I'll say it again. When we raise our children, we don't teach them the alphabet and they learn it and then we continue just teaching them the alphabet. Um, no, mm-hmm. we move on to maturity, which God desires us to do, too. Uh, and as adults, we're still learning how to live, right? Uh, we're still learning how to live in this world, figuring out, you know, as things change and, and progress, we're still figuring things out. It, it's that way for us in Christ, too. Forever, we will be learning and growing and maturing because God is infinite and we are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important. Like, get started now. Uh, you, uh, I had a guy tell me um, once that that's over my head, so I'm not even going to try. Like, uh, oh, no. you, we have to have teaching that's over our heads or we're not going to grow up into that. Like we, we have to be right. given stuff that we don't yet understand and we have to strive to understand it else. We will never be mature Christians. Um, we, we will perpetuate the cycle of immaturity, which is one of the problems in the, in, in the American church today. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: That's like eschatology, man. Like, like it, it can make your head spin. And, and, and I think mm-hmm. that like you're saying, like the, I I've seen like, Really great theologians, um, really wise and humble men, like debate these things lovingly, and then it makes you want to walk away and just be like, oh, forget it. Like if they're all disagreeing, I would, like I couldn't even understand half the things they were talking about. But it's just, it's yeah. just not a not a good position to take. Like I'm just going to create my. I'm just going to create my,
0: my, and... <laughs> create yeah, my, my people... own position. That's a... <laughs> my <laughs> i'm gonna create my own position and and then i'll debate that against all the other positions <laughs> i don't think i have to do that the, the the i think the positions out there might cover every possibility so far i don't i don't think because people have debated that for centuries man um wow. uh, i did we're out of time i uh i forgot to introduce us at the beginning so uh, welcome to the Blacktop Pulpit. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm the pastor at the Church of Sunsites, and I'm here with one of our church members, Ken Duffy, and we're here to talk about. Okay, the conversation's over, but now I've introduced us. Right. <laughs> oh yeah! Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, this episode of the Blacktop Pulpit by the Church of Sunsites. Please head over to thechurchatsunsites dot And uh, check out all the resources we provide. Check out the sermons, uh, Bible studies, uh, listen to previous episodes of the Blacktop Pulpit, pray for our ministry, uh, get involved, plan on visiting, attending, plan your visit today. Uh, (laughs) And please consider donating so that we can continue our work in in this community uh, to the glory of the Father and the exaltation of Jesus Christ. and church family, I love you. I can't wait to see you. Ken, you wanna you wanna, you wanna say anything? You never say anything when we're close. Oh, that, that, that's your spot. No, that, no I am not know how <laughs> I just keep my body.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right.